Welcome to Sing Double Podcast. I am your co-host, Bradford Barth. And I'm your host, Stephanie Kretz. So, Stephanie, how has your week been? It's been fine. How was last week? <laughs> last week was much better. Yeah, you had a special event on Friday, as I recall. <laughs> I did. Thank you. for. As I was like, please let me talk about this. <laughs> you just led me right into it. I just, I'm just good at these roads that uh-huh. I create to content. Yes. So... As um, I understand it, you were um, tagged by the master. Oh, yes. And now you are a part of his illustrious whatever they are. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm his champions? There you go. You're a champion. I am one of his champions. Okay. Now. He loves me also. He told me a couple times. Yeah. I love you, I love you, is what he said to me. Yeah. Is it because of your belief that dinosaurs will find a way (laughs) yeah probably i'm sorry is it because of your belief that dinosaurs will um it's not dinosaurs it's life that life will life will find a way um find a way Uh uh-huh you know he makes just as many noises normally in real life as he does in his movies just random noises just random yeah just no it's more like the uh uh uh, oh yeah, I've seen him in interviews. Yeah, yeah, he does that. I spent two hours with him, so. And how was he? It was amazing. Oh yeah. So, it was his jazz. He was playing with his jazz band mm-hmm. at Park West in Chicago, which was a very fancy little venue. I really enjoyed it. Little tables and wine and uh, whatever. Yep, that was very gold bloomish of yeah, you. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It was one of his interviews going. Uh. <laughs> So this is after his set or in between? So, okay, let me exp- let me give the lowdown. Were you a guest artist? Did you sing a song? I didn't know, because <laughs> I can't sing. We all know that. Summertime, <laughs> so and the living we were, is easy. The doors opened at 9.30, and we went at, I brought Caitlin along with me. Thank you, Caitlin, for joining me in this adventure. I'm glad the doors opened. It allows you to get in when the doors open. <laughs> it's true. Um, and so we're just sitting there, and then all of a sudden you hear... Jeff Goldblum's voice and he's just saying some random thing and he's just like this is the voice of Jeff Goldblum and then everyone's looking all around he's just like there yeah. he's just like chilling in the back of the theater like amongst the people that's awesome and so he's just like telling a crazy story and like asking people for like some movie that Kevin Bacon was in and we're all just like what <laughs> he's just Flash. It was, it was, footloose it was the beginning of the night of trivia is what it was tremors <laughs> And so he says, I'm going to make my way through all of you to get to the stage. Okay. So Caitlin was like, go. And I was like, <laughs> what? Like, I was so confused that I was just like, oh, I can just go meet him. Like, what? It was very bewildering. Yeah. And so I ran over to him. Well, I waited for him to come to me and I was in the throes of people. And I was just like, he was so tall. And I was like petting he, his blazer <laughs> he's a tall chap he's like he's six four and yeah. i'm five four to give some context i'm five two or five no you're shut up no you're i'm not. six two yeah wow <laughs> i was like what 
I've grown old and fail, <laughs> frail. I've lost a foot <laughs> to my being. Yeah, I'm somewhere between 5'3 and 5'4. Either way, he was towering. Yeah, well, yeah. And he was wearing a sparkly shirt. Okay. It was like a glitter button down. And mm-hmm. I was just like, hi, Jeff Goldblum. And he was like, I love you, I love you. And then we took a couple very blurry photos. Yes, they were very blurry. But it was still Starting magical. to wonder if it was really Jeff Goldblum or his distant cousin, <laughs> Jeff um, Bloom Golf. Uh-huh. I'm, I wish I wasn't so, like, rushed because I feel like I saw other people get, like, really good photos with him. But I think it's just because I'm short and it was just, like, chaos and it was... And you were doing this. Oh I was, like, God. yeah, I, I was gotta shaking. Hold this, gotta hold this still. I can't, I can't hold it still. <laughs> yeah, basically. That was me shaking the microphone for all those that um, were curious what was going on. It's not an earthquake. <laughs> we live alarming. in Chicago. Uh, so the show itself was, like... He'd play a couple jazz songs and he would like do trivia. <laughs> it was very strange. Some person off stage would hand him a piece of paper and then he'd just start reading from it. Okay. So um, one of his trivia uh, parts was he was listing off um, Lost in Tra- or Sorry, he was listing off Bill Murray. <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> Bill he was listing Murray off Bill Murray. <laughs> Bill Murray quotes. And he said, you have to name the movie. It's from the character he played and the year it came out okay and so i was just like oh he better I've say lost in translation <laughs> so um i'm gonna play hold it little, hold it up i know i'm trying to make it sure it's at the right spot and it's not at the right spot okay oh of course not why would it be at the right spot? i just got it ready and then it was like nope okay Lost in translation. That's me. Screaming. 2003. Did you do the fist pump when you said yes? I don't know what I yes. did, but yeah, like while uh, Caitlin, I fully expect a very detailed email at Sing Double Podcast <laughs> explaining the exact scene when she said yes. Please, I leave probably did no this. detail yes. out. I want to know about every bead of sweat that may have been on every pore <laughs> on her face. I want to know whether or not she was crying at the moment it happened. What the state of her makeup was, the state of her hair. <laughs> okay, calm down, Skippy. <laughs> so. Um, uh, during that interaction, he was, yeah, like, as you can see here, we were having a, a back a moment, and forth yes. and he was like looking at me and he was like swirling his finger at, cause we swirling his you. finger yeah, okay. at me. Yes. And then I was holding up a three and he was holding up a three for 2003. And then that's when he like swirled his three fingers at me and said, yes, I'm have a picture of you in my mind. I'm whatever you said. Right. Memory of you. I'm memorizing you. And, I was and then just you like, went, Yes. <laughs> Remember, Caitlin, seeing double podcast. <laughs> or sorry, see double podcast at gmail.com. It's the person ca- next to me high fived me, and I was like, I, What is happening? It was very I want confusing. at least 10,000 words on this. I mean, you just got to go into great, great detail. The placement of every cat hair on her outfit. <laughs> <laughs> so, not only did I meet him, but I had a nice little stage interaction with him. So, that was very cool. About my favorite movie of all time, which is even weirder. Yeah, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I don't know how you got that in there. Brad, 
lost in translation. Yeah, the thing I shouted. <laughs> right. The script's right there. It is. It's right behind you. On a picture you. by her window. And I know. I don't know where to put that. So it just keeps moving places. It's very my... small, the script. That's because a lot of it was improvised. Uh, oh. A lot of it had no words. And there was a lot of... It's a very quiet movie. Just in clubs. Shaken. Yeah. Magical dance scenes. Yeah. Singing looking karaoke. Long, looking longingly into somebody's eyes. Yeah. Smiling. Mm-hmm. Answering trivia questions. <laughs> yep. <laughs> In karaoke. Yep. Earrings. No. Okay. Um, so that was my Gold Bloom adventure. And it was magical. Now, when you went on the Gold Bloom adventure... Uh-huh. Were you in a Jurassic Park truck that rolled along a rail that brought you up to him? No, unfortunately. I was standing in the Just cold outside. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for Caitlin to show up. Glowed, gold Bloom um, finds a way. He did. He found a way even further into my heart. It's wonderful. It was what magical. movie can we do that has him as doubles? I'm sure we can figure something out. Good. Now that you have this connection with him, we'll have to have him on as a guest. Yeah. Because that, yeah. I'll just sit off to the side. Because it worked so well with Tatiana. <laughs> right. Right. Well, you've got his email now, right? And his personal number. Mm-hmm. You guys are like hooking up next weekend for some drinks. Yeah. We're going to, um, he's going to play jazz and I'm going to lay across the piano. Okay. What kind of dress are you going to wear? So probably something sparkly. What color? Mm, black is it going to have a high cut up to the mid thigh obviously um open toe or closed toe heels Mm, closed toe is more my style very good right choice and the hair probably um 1940s uh buffon buffon thing okay glasses or contacts i'll probably have the contacts in black dress um a very dark red or very bright red lipstick? Mm, maybe somewhere in between. I have a color that I like the best that I wear, my Peggy Carter collection. Oh, that's a good color. And then are you going to paint all the nails the same color? Or are you going to do the thing where the ring finger has a different color? No, they'll all be time? dark red. Okay, all right. And all the right. sweetheart neckline with probably like some sort of silvery. What's a sweetheart neckline? neckline? <laughs> it does this. It makes a heart. Over your boobs. Okay. So it's like the, the top of the heart. Gotcha. It's very flattering for someone with big boobs. <laughs> All right. I actually have a dress like that. Okay. So I wear okay. my Black Widow stuff sometimes. Anyway, yes. So that's what we're doing next weekend. <laughs> You've played my game very well. Me and Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> you all, you, it was a little rocky on the start. Uh-huh. With the long um into the, you know, into the painting the scene. But after I that. I had to think of the scenario. You did a very good job of Thank just you. jumping right in there. Getting yeah. in the muck. Yep. So now let's talk about religion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cylon religion. Hey. I wasn't going to put a tag on it. But you know what? <laughs> if you're going to be that way and be all religious about it. I mean, I suppose we're talking about Cylon religion. And we are also questioning, again, once again, the theme of the show, what makes a person a person? Okay. Or what makes a human a human, I guess. 
Well, the Cylons aren't humans. So it's got to be what makes a person a person. Okay. Yeah. What makes a being a person? And do you think she didn't waterboard him when he wanted his thing because they're on a water shortage and that would have been irresponsible with the water? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) I was reading that they wanted to do much worse things to him. (laughs) But they were afraid. But they were not allowed on the network. Yeah, well, you're not allowed to really torture people regardless of how much they want to be into it, you know? (laughs) Apparently, Starbuck was supposed to gouge his eyeball out. You're not supposed to film it. That would have been horrible for him. Yeah, it would have been pretty gross. Yep. We would have had a whole different person playing Nick Fury if she gouged his eyeball out. (laughs) That's not how it works. Well, he'd have one eye. Samuel Jackson has two eyes. I understand that, but they have to do makeup. This guy, they wouldn't have had to do makeup. (laughs) Okay. Just would have been right there. Uh-huh. Then they could have brought Sam Jackson in for Captain Marvel when he had two eyes. And then so everybody then he, could have been really confused. So yeah, he changes races later on. Mm-hmm. Gets a little taller. Yeah. So okay. in his old age, he shrunk and became, became pale. <laughs> Alrighty. So <laughs> we're doing Bowser Galactica, if you can't tell. <laughs> Considering we're talking about Jeff Goldblum and Nick Fury, who knows? Yep. We're definitely doing an episode of The Twilight Zone. (laughs) No, you're just going to confuse people more. Should I start with Caprica? Caprica? Cylon-occupied Caprica? Doesn't, like, one thing happen there? Yeah, that's why I was just going to start with it and get it out of the way. Just get this out of the way. Sorry, you guys, nothing is happening in Silent Occupied Caprica. Nothing interesting. I mean, stuff's happening. And that was like, all last week. There's like minimal progression. And by last week, I mean when the show was actually airing live and the show was on the <laughs> yes. week prior. For us, it's like last month right now. Yeah. So, on Silent Occupied Caprica. Caprica. I just say it like that because that's how Lucy Lawless says Caprica. Not in the show. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't remember this. She goes, Kiaprika, because she has a little accent. So Lucy Lawless is one of the deck people on the the Battlestar Galactica, right? No, she must be then, she's just some rando from one of the ships in their thing. I don't remember how she's introduced. Well, then let's not wreck it for people yeah. that maybe are really, 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 really behind on TV things like this and haven't seen it. Yeah, maybe someone's listening along. That's why Xena the Warrior Princess just shows up, and that's how we know she was immortal. <laughs> She's also on Parks and Rec. Lucy Lawless? Mm-hmm. Does she say Parks and Rec? No, she's American on oh. Parks oh. and Rec. Mm. She's a Pawneean. A Pawneean? Mm-hmm. That's good. She, she lives in Pawnee. Yeah, I got that. Okay. You sounded... Seemed... I was trying to think of a good joke. Mildly and nothing, perplexed. <laughs> nothing came out, you know. It happens. Paw shin sounds stupid. Paw foot sounds stupid. Paw thigh sounds stupid. Sounds... I can't even <laughs> say it right. <laughs> Paw. Paw okay. toe. Paw toe. She's a Pawtonian. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sharon on Silent Occupied Kiaprica. Yep. Meets up with Six and Doral. 
And she reports that we had sex, her and Hilo. Way to brag about it. And I think Doral says congratulations. Um, they tell her that his inner monologue was way to brag about it. Yeah. They tell her they're setting up a cabin with food, water, and safety nearby so that they can convince Hilo to stay there and they can start a life together. And if he doesn't agree, kill him. Well, that's what, you know, thankfully, Flea, we've learned a lot in the centuries <laughs> what since. What was that word? Thankfully. It <laughs> think of Flea. It, stu- it stumbled out of the gate. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, we've learned a lot in the centuries since we've had to roam around space looking for Earth. And now, um, if you decide not to marry someone, you don't die. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, that's true. So Sharon is like, all right, I'm cool with that. But then she's running back to Hilo and she's having all of these flashes of him doing all of the nice things that we've seen him do for her over mm-hmm. the last eight episodes or right. seven episodes. And then she realizes. Don't forget the miniseries. Yeah. Oh wait, she wasn't. She in wasn't. The she wasn't. In, that's why she I didn't said do so. anything nice for him in that one. That's right. She was I just apologize. in her pod. <laughs> she shows up at the end. Yeah. yeah. That's right. She was in her Cylon pod being activated. I stand corrected. It's the last seven episodes. And I think at that, as she's having all of these memories or <laughs> short circuits. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Data corruptions. Um, she realizes that she loves him. <gasps> no, she's a toaster. They're not capable of love, Stephanie. Are they? Are They're they not. not? No, it's all action. She dislikes it when her spine glows. <laughs> so do I. I mean, what? You like it when her spine glows? <laughs> yeah. Or that's... your spine glows? Yeah, mine. I mean, hers. Are you good doing this show by yourself? Maybe. <laughs> Just curious. You know, I I don't want to. If anything happens, there'll be another host next week. You know, it's, I mean, your spine glows, you said. (laughs) Think I left my car running? (laughs) I'll just be right back, I swear. 100%. Did you say you were building a cabin for us in the woods? (laughs) No, my friend did. Oh, my God. (laughs) She has really blonde hair. Oh, no. And some museum tour guide said there was some food in there. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> so instead of staying put like they told her to, she tells Hilo that they have to start running and then run faster because everything's changed. Bum bum bum. Then what happens next on a Cylon occupied Caprica? Who knows? <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's it. That's why we did it at the beginning, guys. I like that voice. Because it's all done now. So now. Next week. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. That's the opening sounding music, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. <laughs> we all have our different versions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's happening on Galactica? Well, first we're in the Colonial One. What's happening on <laughs> the Colonial One? Ra- Laura Roslin is having a dream. You were gonna say L- Roslin, weren't you? I can't even. I can't even do it wrong. Lazarin. 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 
I was going to say Rosalind, but then I remembered that time you made fun of me for how I said her name, and then I got self-conscious, so then I said Laura instead. I, I made fun of you for saying Rosalind? Yeah, I think because I was saying Rosalind. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Which is my own fault. Is your own fault? Uh-huh. Okay. But you still called it out, and so then I'm, now I'm self-conscious. <laughs> 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 but not in a bad way, just in a funny way. Gotcha. So what was Rosalind doing? <laughs> She was having a little dream. A little one? Or a big one. What show were you watching? I mean, a big one. <laughs> she's running, or not running, she's just in a white nightgown wandering through the forest. Looks kind of like Silent Occupied Caprica. Mm-hmm. Or Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. She hears some soldiers running, and then she sees Leoben, the Cylon that um Adama. Used to be there. Leoben used to be there. Stop. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just a great name. That he's the one that Adama was with in the Rag. Yep, Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Not where Gr- Grandmaster was not there. Is it Ragnarok? It's not Ragnarok. <laughs> it's not. It's something like that though. <laughs> Ragnar. Ragnar. There you no, go. No, that's a, that's a character from Vikings. <laughs> I think it was Ragnar Station. Was it? Okay. It's definitely not Ragnarok Station. <laughs> no. Oh, well. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) He was there. He got radiation poisoning. He tried to kill Adama, et cetera, et cetera. Right. We all all got it. We all got radiation poisoning. (laughs) We all remember what happened. Once again, I'm not wearing my thingy, not seeing how many rads I'm getting, Uh and here I am, radiation poisoned away. (laughs) (laughs) This podcast is killing me. (laughs) So she starts running. And Leoben catch her. So Leoben's trying to warn her about something. And then so she starts running and Leoben catches her and puts his hand over her mouth to protect her from crying out and protect her from the people that are running. Mm-hmm. The soldiers or whatever. Right. And then he gets sucked away as though he's been. In the forest. <laughs> yeah. He gets sucked away in the forest. By the nothing. By the vacuum of the forest. <laughs> the nothing. <laughs> Oh, the nothing, like from uh, yes, never-ending never story. story. He was sucked in by the nothing, just like the rock creature from the nothing. Oh, sad. Yeah, it was sad. Uh, he says Laura, and then she wakes up sweating in her bed. Well, we all know something about Colonial One now, don't we? Do we? Mm-hmm. Can't please share. Are you gonna be blue? No, they crank the heat much like your apartment complex does in the winter. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> And unfortunately, since Caprica, is oci- uh, since Caprica is now occupied by Cylons, one of these days, words will come out of my mouth effort- effortlessly. <laughs> but it is not this day. <laughs> but it is not this day. Um, since Caprica is now occupied by Cylons, and she had no reason to bring a fan with her, she doesn't have a fan to run to keep her from getting profusely sweaty mm-hmm. while sleeping in the oven that is... Uh, colonial colonial one. one but also when you have stressful dreams you get sweaty <coughs> well <clears throat> okay. and she's on a lot of drugs because of her chemo treatment shh, shh. people might be listening you don't want to like call her out on that <laughs> not trying to be a narc <laughs> 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 billy is knocking on her door saying that the captain of the geminon ship found a silen on board and that it's leoben um, she's getting a little freaked out because of the dream that she just had. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Are you okay? Yeah, I'm just laughing to myself. <laughs> you can share with the class. I just, it's just a tired joke. His name? Yeah, what, what had Leo been doing? <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. But he got caught Chilling doing on it. on the ship, yeah. Uh, everyone keeps calling Leobin it, and she doesn't like that. Ah. Uh, she wants to, and they are. his proper pronouns? <laughs> yes. They. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, but Rosalind doesn't, Ro- everyone's like, just like, let's just kill it. But Rosalind wants to interrogate him instead of just killing him right away. She asks them to send someone who won't be easily swayed. Mm-hmm. And Adama chooses Kara uh, and tells her to be careful because Leoben has an agenda, one that won't be revealed till later. And her job is to make sure he doesn't achieve that goal. And before this is when, didn't Rosalind say to Adama that she wanted to go there and he said that's not a good idea? Mm-hmm. This is, he went and said that he just circle talks to confuse you? Yeah. Okay. Because that's was Adama's experience with him was him he'll he'll talk your ear off and give you all of these crazy ideas and seem like he's legit but right. he's just he has other plans right. with whatever he's talking mm-hmm. about. Meanwhile, Boomer is wandering around by the raider ship that Starbuck rescued. Mm-hmm. This time she's not stroking it lovingly. A little bit. She's humming a song and stroking its head. Oh. She is actually. I can give you a fun fact right now. She's not doing the lullaby song. She is humming. Where did it go? The melody is from a Korean children's song called "The Spring Pool on the Mountain." She is humming a lullaby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lovely. A Korean lullaby. That's great. I thought it was going to be Duhas for a minute there. <laughs> I don't think Ramstein exists yet. Ramstein? Ramstein. Ramstein? I don't know how you say it. I it's don't... probably Ramstein. I have no idea. Ramstein. Yeah, it's Ramstein. Okay. <laughs> uh, Chief says that uh, Boomer was right, that when you treat it like an animal instead of a machine, the raider responds and it works. Okay. And he said, how did you know that? How did you know how to do that? And she says, I'm a Cylon. Chief does not think that is funny. But well, it's because he liked her. Yes. He loved her. Okay. They were in love. They were in love. But a Cylon can't love, right? Well, they are a machine. Boomer wonders how she can prove to him that she's not a Cylon and if that would somehow help with their relationship. Boomer said this? Yes. Okay. I'm she, just... Yeah. I'm con- I, you know, I think I was half paying attention during this whole talk. I was too busy at, at, was, admiring the shapes and, and, and the curves of the radar. Raider. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I myself, like Boomer, I'm very attracted to that ship. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> yeah, she asked if she... If she if, she says, if I can prove that I'm not a Cylon, will that help with us or with our relationship she's or something? she can prove she is a Cylon? She can prove she's not a Cylon. Oh, okay. Uh, Starbuck arrives on the Geminon ship mm-hmm. and is brought to the interrogation area. 
So it is a is it a Geminon ship or is it just a ship called Geminon? It's a ship called the Geminon, I think filled with people from Geminon. Okay. So you're using it in the sense that this is the ship of the colony Geminon. No, I was just calling it the Geminon because that was the name of the ship. But you then said ship, which is confusing to me. I said the Geminon ship. Yeah. Oh my god, you're being way too particular. <laughs> I might be a Cylon. Yeah, clearly. Maybe I am. No, I'm clearly the Cylon. <laughs> You're a vampire. Which makes me a Cylon. That's not how it works. Vampires have no souls. Cylons have no souls. I must be a Cylon. Angel and Spike have souls. Fine. Throw a wrench in my theory. Just do it. Just rock it. And I think <laughs> a big, like I said, I... A big... <laughs> articulate my words. Okay. A big theme of the show is if they have souls, so. Gotcha. I thought you were just trying to be more vampire-like. Blah. It's like the blah. <laughs> uh-huh. So let's uh, blah, continue with the episode. Sturbuck. I don't know what that accent is. Transylvanian. Transylvanian. Blah. Oh, man, Watch that, me turn into a bat. That reminds me... I'm we, not a bat anymore. The what we do in the Shadow Show comes out soon. A TV show? Yeah, did you not know that? I did not know this. They're making a show. But or the they same made a show. Actors? Not the same actors, but Taika um made it. Okay. So Cool. What station? FXX. <laughs> gotcha. FXX? Yeah. FFX. FXX. FXX. Yeah. Yep. yep. Okay. I'm going to have to keep looks, my eye out for that. It looks funny. I think it's coming out in April, maybe. I don't remember. That's a way bit off for me to be able to set it up for the DVR, but... March? I'll have Who to remember. Knows? Somewhere. I'll tell you. Thank you. Then you can put it on the Plex. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> we'll see if I can record it or not. Uh, okay. So, Starbuck sees Leobin, who been sweating. <laughs> Leobin's sweating. And she thinks it's interesting that he's sweating. She says, gods, they go to a lot of trouble to make it look like us. Right. Wasn't the other Leoban on Ragnar Station also sweating? Yeah, because he was sick. Right. He was all gross. Okay, I just... She wasn't there, though. That's true. Just wondering if it was... Just Adama. Was she not there? She was not there, Adama. She was not on Ragnar. Correct. She was still on the ship. Correct. Okay. A lot uh, of people were there, but they were all the chief was there, chief and all his staff. Yes, maybe some security. Gotcha. Okay, just wondering if sweating was a new thing, and it is not. It is for her. It is for her. Boop. Okay. I was just moving. Fixing my her spit pop, muffler. Pop filter. <laughs> <laughs> or spit muffler. She goes into the room with her hexagon papers. and <laughs> <laughs> Through a hexagon door. Probably. These guys don't like squares. 90 degrees? No. <laughs> Hell no. Except for those mistaken books. Yeah, except for the accidents or the frames sometimes. Yeah. There's accidents. Yeah. The glasses. Nope, glasses aren't square either. Forget it. I apologize. That was a lie. They were all hexagons. He tells her that he was praying... And she says, I don't think the gods answer the prayers of toasters. Mm-hmm. She just she wants to skip the small talk. 
and she wants to know how many Cylons are in the fleet. Right. He just wants to get to know her. Right. He tells her that his mission was to conduct sabotage. And then he asks if she's Lieutenant Starbuck. Ooh, when she was going to leave. Because mm-hmm. he yeah, wouldn't talk to her. Yeah, she gets up to leave. And she's like, answer my damn questions. Right, because she's not a fan of the Beastie answer Boys. And she really didn't want to hear sabotage. <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> what? Uh... She she kind of stops in her tracks when he asks if she's Lieutenant Starbuck, and then he starts laughing because he knows he's right. Yep, I wouldn't say laugh. He was kind of like fanboying. That's how I read it. Giggling. Yeah. Well, yeah. He was giggling because he got it right, and he's like a fan of her for yeah, some reason. He likes her. I have an explanation for that too. Okay. Cool. It's from the plan where the secrets are revealed. Oh well, we're gonna do that eventually, right? Eh, it's in like. It's, it's, like, a, it's like a little speck on the windshield that's not going to wreck anything for Yeah, us. it's oh, literally okay. just like, this is how Leoban knew her name. Gotcha. Oh, so he says that he planted a nuclear warhead on one of the ships, and it's set to go off at 1830 hours. Cool. Yay. Which is 630. Mm-hmm. Standard time. PM. True. Starbuck gives Adama a call and lets her know, lets him know about the potential warhead. And at the current time that she made this call, they have eight hours and forty minutes to figure it out for sure. Sweet. Figure out where it is, disarm it, etc. If he's yep. even lying. Save, save the fleet. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm done. It didn't work. It, it's, it needed to be save the cheerleader, save the fleet, but it mm. wasn't going to work. Find the nuclear. Bomb, Find the save nuke, save the fleet. fleet. There you go. There we go. That's how he heroed it. Mm-hmm. I'll go back and edit this later to make it sound like I nailed it the first time. <laughs> It'll just be a voice of going, Find the nuke, save the fleet. <laughs> like, yes. Really I'm going to use of, a computer voice. I'm really gonna have, like out of character. I'm going to make my iPhone read it text to speech. <laughs> so then I'll say that it was a Cylon that said it. Uh-huh. We got hacked. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, sorry. So continue? Yeah. Where, where were we? They have eight hours and 40 minutes. Okay. Starbuck goes to meet with Leobin again. Mm-hmm. That's the majority of this episode, guys. He's, she's just interrogating Leobin for, like, the entire episode. Yeah. But there's a lot of... But there's a lot of stuff going on. A lot of religious jabber-jabber. Jibba-jabber. For instance, when she said, I don't think the gods listen to toasters, he went and said, God listens... This is the one fun thing I like about this episode is the God's God thing, you know? Yeah. Because it's, so, it's such a subtle little thing. Yes, because the Cylons like have one true God, whereas right. they all have... Twelve true gods. A gazillion, yeah. Yeah. Twelve? Well, I'm assuming, I don't know. I would think there was a God for each different whatever they're called. The colony colonies, yeah, yeah, you're right. I think, yeah, they could be Buddhist, but then there's Kobol, so maybe they're kind of like Buddhist lords of Kobol. So there's the big god and then the sub gods, yeah. I don't know who knows how it works, Nobody. but anyway, the Cylon has one god. It was so long ago, the Cylons have one god, right? So he tells Starbuck that he has a message for her from the future. And he tells her, I'm more than this body, more than this consciousness, a part.
part of me swims in the stream, but I'm standing on the shore. The current never takes me away. That's one of Nick's favorite quotes, so I had to read it for oh, him. Okay. Nick loves Leoben. It's like his favorite Cylon. I'm happy for Nick. And one time Missy cosplayed Starbuck, mm-hmm. and Nick cosplayed Leoben, mm-hmm. and they recreated a really cool picture from the end of this episode. Oh. That, oh, you mean she didn't? Part. She didn't enjoy interrogating him and torturing him. As far him. as I know, Missy didn't. Stick Nick's head in a bucket of water a few times, but and have some other person at the con punch him a bunch of times. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that was no wait. That was me. I punched him a bunch of times. Okay. That's just normal, though. (laughs) It's just it's just what I do. It is what I do. It's literally what I do. Yeah, just punch Nick, and then he punches me back, and I go, "Ow, please don't." (laughs) Well, that's why you had to restrain him first. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. See, now you'll know next time. So, so, um, Leoben is starving, Uh huh. which she also thinks is funny because it's like, you're a machine. You don't need to eat. Like, why did you make it so you have to, like, you're starving? That seems stupid and impractical. He looked a little peckish. So he eats some of her lunch. And then as he's enjoying his shitty food, Uh a soldier guy comes over and punches him in the head so hard that he's bleeding. Right. It's a hardcore punch, man. I think he hit him with a stick. I I just saw him like that. So he could have had something in his hand. Maybe he had a billy club. Yeah, something in his hand. And knocked him with a billy club. Is possible. Because those you can hide, you know, they're there to protect your forearm when you're you're throwing some forearm. (laughs) Black Widow has those in Civil War. Yeah, see. I should make some. Black widowed him. <laughs> uh, Starbuck explains Leoben's dilemma to him that he could turn off the pain of these punches, right. but then that makes him a machine, right? Not a person, yeah. And human beings can't turn off their pain, right? They have to suffer and cry and endure because they have no choice, okay? So, the only way, so if he wants to continue this persona. Of being a person and not and proving that he's you know more human than Cylon, he has to tell her what she wants to know, so that he can stop the pain. Okay. So he could prove he's a Cylon by turning the pain off, or he can just tell her what she wants to know, and that way he will turn the pain off that way because, you know, without She'll stop having him beaten. Exactly. Okay. <sighs> I don't see why you just don't take choice one. Because he wants to be human. He wants to be as human as possible. Okay. It's just what the Cylons want. Isn't that kind of going to wreck it if they were able to wipe out all humanity? Because then they'd have nothing to go on. They have years and years of studying, though. But then they blew it all up when they blew up Caprica. That's why they wanted to be the new race. Oh. Uh, just okay. them. Just them. I got you. Better than human, more than machine. Okay. I'm like their PR person. <laughs> Apparently. What's, <laughs> what's their Instagram account going to be? <laughs> Cylons are the best, with like an R. Okay. Not AR. Not an R. It's an R. Gotcha. Backwards or Cylons ways? forever. <laughs> with a four. With a four. Yeah. That's good. Cylons rule. Uh-huh. Literally. <laughs> yeah. With an exclamation, exclamation point, one, one. 
Yeah. Gotcha. And then one of them has a like Cylons um are sexy sixty nine four twenty. Gotcha. That's one of their usernames. <laughs> it's to appeal to the youth, the youth Cylons. <laughs> they just all let it autofill. So the Cylon <laughs> one, Cylon two, Cylon three. <laughs> what do you want your username to be? Cylon. It's been taken. Next one, thirty two seven eighty nine. <laughs> Good. <laughs> There's this really funny show that I watched called Pen Fifteen. It's like penis. No, um, it's Pen Fifteen. Yeah. Have you seen it? No, but I. S- <laughs> funny story. I saw the commercial for Pen Fifteen and I laughed because I was with some friends for some party one time, and another friend of mine while we were playing um, one of the uh, what's the box games? Oh, what's it called? For like, what do you know or the trivia? You know, Trivial Pursuit. No, the no. The, oh, the, Jackbox. Jack in the box. Yeah, Jackbox. We were playing Jackbox, and he made his name Pen Fifteen. Ah, uh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this was like a year ago. <laughs> Good. That's pretty funny. There's this. So it's about like these two girls who are in seventh grade in 2000, which I was in seventh grade in 2000. So uh-huh. it was very relatable on a lot of fronts. But there was one episode in particular called AIM where it was them using AOL Instant Messenger and like communicating with their classmates and coming up with their screen names. And One of them was Pen15? No. Oh, they were talking to somebody with a name Pen15. No, 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 no. Um, but like one of the girls was like baby spice six, six, six. Like <laughs> The other girl wanted to be uh Viper 99, but that was taken. So they gave her a suggestion and it was, she was like, and one of them was instead of change the V to a D. So then she was like diaper, diaper 99. She was like, no, it sounds cool. <laughs> diaper sounds cool. All right. <laughs> diaper 99. I don't know. Better than it's Colostomy a very, Bag 99. It's a very funny show. You should all watch it. Yes. It's, it's made by the Lonely Island people, or it's produced by Lonely Island, so. Okay. It's very silly humor. Anyway. Yes. I watched it all last weekend, so that's my pitch. What's it on? Hulu. All right. Let's. It's con- like 20-minute episodes. So. Let's continue. <sighs> okay. Gaius is in the lab, and... Head six is giving him a massage when Boomer comes in. Which must be really easy considering she's a bunch of nanobots in his bloodstream. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Yeah, she can really get in there and manipulate the muscle tissue for him. (laughs) No. Yeah. Nope. She can like little make nanobot chains that. Let's continue. Undulate and release his stress. He says she looks wonderful. To Boomer. Oh, yeah. And yes. Six Gets looks jealous. disgusted. She's just like, ugh. Because <laughs> there's definitely like a rivalry, I think, between the Sixes and the Boomers. Right. Thus proving more that she's a nanobot. But anyway, yeah. Not, I just don't <laughs> want to say, you know, you're calling it a rivalry, which means she's a Cylon, which makes her a nanobot. I'm just, you know, yeah. It's a thing. It's all in my theory. She... Boomer wants to be in the first batch of tests for the silent detector. And he's like, oh, it's not ready. And, but then he agrees because he realizes that he could use a beta test subject. Okay. Meanwhile, back in torture chamber or interrogation room, whichever. Interrogation room, right? Whichever 
point of view you're in. <laughs> right now it's interrogation room. Leoben says he's God. Starbuck laughs a lot in his face. Uh-huh. He then equates God with love and that humans were precious to God, but that they're full of sin and evil. And she says, well, Cylons are evil because they slaughtered all the humans. Right. And she continues to threaten him, but he, and then he finally snaps a little to like prove his strength. He breaks his chains, pushes the table up and has Starbuck pinned against the the wall with his hand around the throat. Uh, He says he has a surprise for her. And then she says, oh, you fracked up. Now the gloves come off. This whole time she's been wearing mittens. I don't know why she called them gloves, though, because they were clearly not fingers. It's just big old midi hands. Maybe the thumb she thought made it a glove, you know? Because <laughs> you don't need individual fingers to work the joystick in a, in a... You're just not... You're not amused by this one. Nope. <laughs> so Ad- Adama pulls the lead... The lead. The dead Leoben out of storage. The one from the bunker with him, right. I believe. Well, no. Oh, wait. Yeah, that is the one from... They took the one from Ragnar. Yes. Okay, you're right. I apologize. There's two hours and nine minutes left for the, until the supposed nuke goes off. He decides to spread the ships out to limit the damage of a potential explosion, uh-huh. which leaves them much more vulnerable to a Cylon attack. Right, because the battle star is only so big. Mm-hmm. Starbuck brings in a bucket of water. Or I guess she has it brought in by her dudes that are in there with her. Uh-huh. Her helper dudes. Yep. Uh, and then they stick Leoben's head into it. She she does a fun little, like, finger down motion to bring him down and mm-hmm. leaves him there for a little bit and brings him back up. She doesn't understand why he doesn't just, you know, let his body die and transfer away into a new body. Because he says that's what'll happen. Yes. Um, but then she deduces. Is this when she deduces no. that maybe? Okay. Uh, Leoben tells her that she has a different destiny than what she's doing here. And, but Starbuck isn't convinced. She says he doesn't have a soul, so there must be part of him that's worried that when he dies, he will be gone forever because they're too far away for him to be transferred to another body. So, yeah. Gotcha. It was a few that minutes was, later. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He says, I have a soul. I see patterns. I know you. You're damaged. Life is testament to pain. And then he goes into great deal with her mommy issues <laughs> that she has. Okay. And she is clearly shaken by everything he's saying because it seems very spot on for her, even though we don't really know much about her past. But mm-hmm. judging by her reaction to his comments about. Yeah, she's hitting a little close to home. Yeah. Something Sorry. about he's hitting a little close to yeah. home. Something about like mom never approved of her, like gave her approval or was proud of her, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Always trying to do stuff to make her happy and mm-hmm. she never would be satisfied. All that general mommy issue stuff. Right. So she puts his head in a bucket of water. Again. Again. Rinse and repeat. Yep. Back in the lab with Gaius and Boomer, they are anxiously awaiting the results of her test. If it comes back green, she's a human. If, oh, yeah, red, you're a Cylon. Right. 
I wrote red, you're a human, and I was like, that's incorrect. That is indefinitely incorrect. That was just my own fault. Yep. You know, it's hard. Red and green are so close to each other. <laughs> they talk briefly about her past, about how her parents died in, like, a mining accident. Right, I got the in- the idea that, like, everybody from that town died. Yeah. With, like, maybe the exception of her and some other possible kids. Right, which is why it was an easy way <laughs> Integrate to... her into the human culture? It was an easy... No, it was an easy backstory for... It was a believable backstory oh, gotcha. to be implanted so, in her brain. Okay, yes. As a Cylon. Gotcha. Because you don't need to remember anything. Yeah. She doesn't have to remember anything about her family or her past life. She can just be like, oh, my family died. They don't... So no one's... When there's I was no little, connection yeah, that talk. she has to worry about from the past coming back to be like, we don't know her, whatever, you know. <laughs> she didn't live here. Yeah, no way for them to uncover her true past gotcha which, which is that she was just born six months ago yeah exactly or however long ago yep six even says that you know it's a lie as she's talking and then the the computer you know shows the results and it's red uh-huh oops it's a lot of squares a lot of weird little squares to and just that they like can they be half and half can you be like a hybrid human no. Cylon? No. So why so many squares? I don't know. Ask why not Gaius. just one big square, Gaius? I don't know. What? All that coding is ridiculous. It's just You tell him. I didn't do it. I'm going to tell him. <laughs> Sending him an email tomorrow. <laughs> she says, congratulations, doctor. You've just uncovered your very first Cylon. Yay. Let's pop the champagne, people. <laughs> Let's have a party. Now, here's an interesting moment in the life of Gaius Baltar. Mm-hmm. Will she thank you or kill you if you tell her the truth? Oh, this is what Six is saying. Yes. Okay. She probably doesn't even know. Her Cylon side could take over and break your neck before you can tell anyone. So he decides to not take that chance and is like, hold on a second. Beep, boop, 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 yep. boop, 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 boop. Oh, it's green. Beats furiously <laughs> on the keyboard that has, I don't know, nine million keys. <laughs> It's just huge. Yes, the like 10 foot keyboard. The yes, face. it's got like one set. It's got QWERTY on one side. I don't know what the other setup is on the <laughs> other side. In the middle, it's got a number pad that's above the right way and the wrong way. And then the triangle keys in the middle that are for selecting iPod tunes. <laughs> but not only is it green, it's bright green, he says excitedly. Yeah, the greenest green I've ever seen. <laughs> the greenest green. Silly Gaius. And it just seems strange for there to be shades of color. I mean... He's just being dramatic. All the squares. There's no different shades. He's all just the being shades excited. Of color. He's just trying to be like, it's bright green, so you're superhuman. Like, he's just trying to make now her feel better. Now she's a superhero. No. <laughs> the no. Hulk, maybe, because it's bright green. Gamma. Gamma. Her grandmother, apparently. <laughs> no, that's... <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Please tell me you know what Gamma is. It's, yeah, Grandma. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Rosalind falls asleep. <laughs> she an- says, frustrated with me. <laughs> <laughs> has another dream about Leoben. He says, I have something to tell you. And then she wakes up and demands to go to the ship to see him. Yep. He tells Kara. Or him and Starbuck are having to talk still. 
He says, all of this has happened before and all of it will happen again, which is like Cylon. uh, Prophecy. Prophecy, but also like catchphrase. (laughs) Oh, gotcha. (laughs) Uh, He says, then they start talking about God some more. He says, you kneel before idols and ask for guidance, but you can't see that your destiny has already been written. Each of us plays a role, each time a different role. Maybe the last time I was the interrogator and you the prisoner. The players change. The story remains the same. This time, your role is to deliver my soul to God. Do it for me. It's your destiny and mine. And he tells her that his surprise for her is that, he's going, is that she's going to find Kobol. And that Kobol will lead her to Earth. That is his gift to her. It's a pretty sweet prophecy. And I would be like, okay, well, how do I get there? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Excuse me, Mr. Cylon. Is it like a left or a right? (laughs) How many clicks away is it? Is it a double click or a triple click? (laughs) Right or left? I need to click hold, then let go. <laughs> That's not what I meant by clicks, Brad. I know. <laughs> uh, Rosalind Ara- appears. Poof. <laughs> she wants to know what Starbucks has been doing, but Starbucks doesn't really have any answers. She does, however, tell her the surprise. Yes. And Rosalind finds this very curious. Uh huh. She tells them to take. Leoben's restraints off, because, and there's only four minutes left before this supposed nuke goes off. Uh-huh. She tries to reason with him uh, and make a deal, basically, with the Cylons via him. He says, this conflict between our people does not have to continue. We have to trust each other. Trust me. I think you know you can. So he tells her the warhead doesn't exist. He made it up to buy some time because he's too far out to regenerate in a body or transfer into transfer a body. Transfer back, yep. Um, and then he suddenly grabs Laura and says, Laura, I have something to tell you. Adama is a Cylon. Oh, man. I know, right? You know, he never sweats. <laughs> he has no feelings. But we just proved that, he, that Cylons do sweat, remember? You're right. He sweats all the time. <laughs> Has no feelings. Has all the feelings. Can't love. Oh, he loves people. He looked pretty sick when they were at Ragnar Station. He was hungry and tired. Uh Uh-huh. Sure. So Laura's all frazzled now. Exactly what a silent would make you to think. You know what she decides? What? Put him out the airlock. Yeah, float him. Sorry, that's a... He reference puts, from another show and he entirely. puts insidious ideas in our minds more lethal than any warhead Ooh. sick burn he gets put in the chamber I don't know airlock, airlock. <laughs> you just called it an airlock <laughs> I mean just seconds I ago <laughs> I mean literally like I didn't know, there was I don't know like, maybe, like maybe 10 <laughs> seconds ago you said the airlock <laughs> so there's no chamber I mean it's I mean, just... it's... It is just a an airlock. It's an no. It's a, it's a room, maybe. <laughs> I just I thought maybe there's like like a chambers don't word. tend to go out to space. They you know they're in the middle somewhere. I suppose. I was just saying. <laughs> <laughs> right, you were calling the airlock a chamber. 
I thought maybe there was a different word and like it becomes an airlock once you push the button. <laughs> Is this like a hangar versus plane garage thing? Like you knew it was an oh. airlock, but you wanted to call the chamber? No. So, oh my God, I have a funny you story. You know, chambers about plane are where garage. judges go to do their judgments. This is also true. <laughs> I was telling my boss about the plane garage thing. Yeah. Because I was having, we were talking the other day and I couldn't get the word philanthropic to come out of my mouth. And it just like, I was like, and she said it for me. And I was like, thank you. I was like, yes, sometimes I just can't. The words just don't come out of my mouth. And I told her about the plane garage and she was like telling me that sometimes she likes to go to estate sales. Yeah. In the burbs and that in Downers Grove, people used to like fly planes to work in like the a long time ago because uh-huh. it was just easier. <laughs> and there was like an airport that you could fly your from Downers Grove. Yeah. You could just fly your little plane into work that far away. But okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you were just like a little tiny plane. Right. And, Cessna. and so and she was like, yeah, so I would go to these houses and it was, you know, they would be right on this like airway. And you know what? They didn't have a hangar. They had a plane garage. <laughs> <laughs> And it was just parked right next to their car. I was like, thank you. Very good. <laughs> she validated your, your plane garage. Uh-huh. Anyway, back to the death. <laughs> the death and sadness. Okay. So he is put into the airlock. Uh-huh. Very good. Points uh, for Gryffindor. <laughs> I'm Slytherin, thank Points you. Points for Slytherin. Thank you. Remove the points I previously gave to Gryffindor. <laughs> He puts his hand against the glass. He says he's not afraid to die. He's afraid his soul won't make it to God. Uh-huh. And Kara goes up, to, goes up to the glass on the other side. And she puts her hand up. And they're both touching each other's hands. Like, well, not touching, but right. against the glass. Yeah, kind of like, you know, you're in prison. Uh, yeah. You're, you're, you know, visitor. This part makes me emotional. Okay. When I watch it. And then the airlock opens and he is blown away vacuumed out just like rosalind's dream exactly like rosalind's exactly dream. like rosalind's dream. except no trees true just the vacuum of space yep kara goes to her locker and pulls out her idols and she prays to the lords of kobol for leoben's soul um adama and rosalind have some water together maybe it's probably water. Water? Yeah. And she's just looking at him very curiously. She's mm-hmm. having a bit of an internal crisis now. Right. She doesn't know whether to believe Leoben or to trust her gut. Okay. And that's all. And that ends it right there, huh? Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. So, do you have some... Well, you had one fun fact for I how Leoben... I have a Leoben, lot of fun facts. Which, which, which fun fact are we starting with? This episode takes place 24 hours after the last one. <laughs> Very good. The six degrees of separation, which is when Gaius was all in prison and stuff. And yeah, I didn't see Kevin Bacon once in this entire episode. Well, that's because it was 24 hours ago. He's, he's gone. He's he, long gone. He's long left. Yeah. He's practicing dancing. Yep. Gotcha. Um, Doc Cottle has apparently been successful in his quest for Kamala since Rosalind is using it to fight cancer. Uh-huh. There are, as of this episode, 47,954 survivors in the fleet, presumably including Galactica's crew, as the figure has fluctuated between 45 and 50,000 over the past two weeks in rounded figures. 
This okay. represents a net loss of 18 since the episode 33 with doubtlessly uncertain census counts throughout the interim. That was a very technical fact. It was. So there were old people is what you're telling me? Old people and babies, probably. It's like dead people, but then they can't, you know, you never know. It's hard to keep track of everyone on the fleet all the time. Right. Especially when you have that many. Yes. And they're all in different ships. Okay, yeah. And plus, if they were doing the censuses correctly, they would know where all the Cylons were. Mm-hmm. So, no, I guess, yeah, they're probably spitballing it a little bit. Yeah. At this point, just keeping track of deaths and births. Right? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was just reading the next fact to see if I wanted to read it or not. Oh, yeah, I see. It's a good thing you prep these things before we do this sh- I mean, I do read them, but then sometimes I change my mind in the moment. I see. Oh, so you're winging it sometimes. I see what you're doing. I got you. I did this on Sunday. I didn't remember everything that I did on Sunday. Something keeps flashing behind you, and it's very weird. It's it's my spine. Don't worry. It's not your spine. It's like in the building across the way. It's the reflection from my spine on the window. (laughs) Why is your spine flashing? You know, I, I'm just gonna say, um, bad Wi-Fi connection. Oh, okay. So, the plan movie shows that Leoben was found out because Marines were showing pictures of him and Doral around, and two men he'd passed recognized him. He escaped and hid aboard the ship, but was caught later by them. Right. Um, the plan also shows where his obsession with Starbuck began. He apparently hacked into military communications and repeatedly listened to her while she was in her Viper and became obsessed. Mm, had a bit of a crush, huh? He became even more obsessed when he learned about how she learned how to fly and flew the captured Cylon Raider on her own. Leoben uh, tells someone we haven't met yet that Kara plucked the knowledge from the stream. And that that meant she had a greater destiny. That and his vision were what created this burning obsession with her. We have not seen the last of Kara and Leoben. <laughs> okay. Just FYI. Thank you. This Leoben or a different Leoben? Uh, I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> All right, then no need to go further. <laughs> I think it will become apparent. Apparent later. when it happens. Hopefully. Yes. I don't. She'll be out flying her Viper, and all of a sudden a Leoben will smash onto her windscreen. <laughs> like Thor? <laughs> <He's> still, yeah. <laughs> it's mostly just because I don't remember. It's, <laughs> it's been a while since I watched those episodes. I can imagine. And I'm trying to watch this one as we do them. It's so probably I'm, a good idea. So I'm not influenced by the future stuff. Yeah, that's a great plan. Thanks, that is the plan. Why are we whispering? I don't know. We should stop doing this. Okay. <laughs> um, originally, many might have labeled Galactica Sharon the good Sharon and Silent Occupied Caprica Sharon the bad Sharon. However, the actress Grace Park has repeatedly said she never viewed one or the other as good or bad. And, this, and in this episode, Ca- Silent Occupied Caprica Sharon switches from helping the Cylons to aiding Kilo. So. Yep. That's a fact. So now Uh, she's saying they're both good Sharons. Boomers? Okay. 
uh, Sharon's on Silent Occupying Harbor, Sharon. (laughs) It's a long description. Uh, Memory of leaving Kilo behind on Caprica in the miniseries appears among other of Sharon's flashbacks in this episode, indicating that she possesses Boomer's memories up to that point. Okay. That's what the internet said. Maybe it was just a mistake. It's possible. It depends on where, when she was activated. So she could have just been you and the internet are assuming that they can download other model, other versions of their models' memories. Yeah, possibly. But they're all kind of unique so far. Well, Sharon or Boomer is a sleeper; she doesn't even know. Are they a hive mind? No. I don't know. God, there's so... is resistance. God, I used to know so much about the Cylons. You will be assimilated into the Cylon force. <laughs> Book club. Um. <laughs> we just want you to eat, love, and pray with us. <laughs> um, I don't know. I... Hopefully they will answer this question later. I don't remember all the details. I used to know so much because I was so obsessed, but a lot of... Yeah, it's been replaced with Marvel knowledge. Yep. It's been deleted. It has been deleted. <laughs> <laughs> Replaced with Marvel. Mm-hmm. Is that the end of your fun fact? That is, yeah, those are my fun facts. Sweet. What did you think of this episode? It was very interesting. I enjoyed the um, subtle comparisons of religions. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like this episode sort of walk the line of what's acceptable when it comes to interrogation, like when Rosalind gets involved, or as you like to call her, Rosalind gets involved. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's like she feels Starbuck may have crossed a line. Yes. So, like, you know, you can question people, or you can question captive <sighs> criminals, whatever you want to call them. Like prisoners? You, prisoners. But you can't do what she did, which was, like, torture torture i was also reading that this also this episode was airing around the time of like a lot of the guantanamo the guantanamo bay drama was happening about you know ethically questioning prisoners so i think it was partly a commentary on that commentary yeah yeah and that's why they were trying to cross the line with like her gouging out his eye and stuff like that but Mm. they so many things didn't make it past the censors so they couldn't do it Right. The bucket TV, was like so as they, dramatic as they could get. They couldn't have him stand there naked while they took pictures of him and laughed at him. <laughs> right. Yikes. And then there's the whole bit with Rosalind apparently seeing the future a little bit in her yeah. dream, which was interesting. I'm not exactly sure how that's going to play in later because mm-hmm. I honestly don't remember. But she had that dream and then she had that other short dream and both of them had a foreshadowing of what was to happen. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, because she had, she literally had a premonition. Yeah. Like, so she did, saw the future. After getting the information she wanted, did the first dream at the beginning of the episode tell her that, you know, oh, we're by an airlock. That's what a body looks like when it, I'm going to shoot him. Like, did that. I think that she realized I don't think she's ever seen a body fly out of the airlock before. Like, but it's science, and she was a teacher. Yeah, and, you know, but she could to figure see it out. with your own eyes and to see literally your dream that you had just seen like the night before, yeah, come to life is probably pretty freaky. Mm-hmm. And her realizing, like, oh shit, that was like a legit, like I saw that. 
So and she now probably she thinks she's a god. Yeah, she... well, really tough. It's. I feel like everybody. But does that make her a Cylon? No. She saw things about Leoben, things that, in turn, ended up being true. So does and you know the whole uh, everything repeats that Leoben said earlier. Mm-hmm. Could that mean you know since she had this premonition, um, knew some of the things that he might say maybe from her premonition that maybe she's the Cylon and he's trying to make her think that somebody else that is Adama the Cylon is instead. It's very so possible. that uh, she will uh, kill Adama who's the not Cylon and is mm. going to foil the whole plan. Mm. Wrap your head around that one. That's pretty intense. Isn't it? I mean I'm sure that was probably I mean people's goals. Yep. Yep. Misdirection. Misdirection crazy so yeah that was it's a pretty cool yeah this episode like not much happens really in this episode but i feel like it's good to get into the minds of the cylons and figure out what they're really like where they're coming from yep this didn't help with that at all no no not one bit they're so religious yeah they believe in a god yeah and they believe that they were put there to and i just think it's interesting like they don't see a problem with the extinction of the human race it's uh, fascinating. You know, it's evolution. Uh-huh. I mean, maybe assisted evolution. Yeah. But evolution nonetheless. Yeah. Just, just, I just think, I really like Leo because I feel like he speaks very interestingly and I like all of his weird metaphors and shit. Uh-huh. This might also just be because Nick loves him and so, like, I associate him with Nick. <laughs> so. I gotcha. But I also really love the stuff with him in season three, I think. That's, like. Like okay. some of my favorite stuff anyway. But I just, yeah, I just think that the continued discussion of like. Whether or not they're human, whether or not they're, they have souls. Whether or not they have souls and capable of love, I think is just very fascinating. It's an interesting exploration. It's the last piece. They've made themselves look like them. Now can they be like them? Yeah. And I think that Leoben, I think Leoben, Sharon, and Six all explore those, those specific things very well throughout the series okay those three models especially yep because yeah six obviously loves gaius but it's like how can she but she doesn't she doesn't know how to tell that she does but that's what she believes she does and like leoben is obsessed with Kara, but does that translate to love right does he really have a soul did his soul really go away when he died or was it just and sharon's just in a love triangle she, yeah, with herself, basically. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm done. Cool. Philosophizing. Philosophizing. Yeah. So double count. Oh, I didn't. Oh, I forgot. I didn't count. Um, two sixes. Mm-hmm. Um, two Sharons. Uh-huh. Um, two Leoben. Yeah, two Leobens. Six. That's it, right? Yeah, there was a Doral, but he, there was just one of him. No, not two Leobans. Well, there are you counting body. the corpse? Okay, <laughs> yeah. so seven. What was the other Leoban? The one that she was interrogating? Yeah, so and why are you saying seven? There was six with the dead body in Leoban. Then there was a Doran. Doral. Yeah, but there was just one of him. But he's just, we okay. know that he's a multiple. Okay, fine. Seven. I thought we were just gonna, going to include all Cylons this from is this true. point on. We um, should. Because... Doral is dead. 
right? Yeah. Did they kill the first Doral? Oh, no, they left the first Doral on Ragnar. Yeah, they locked him in there. Yeah. Peace out. So we know he's a copy. Yes. So seven. Okay, seven. Well, that was fun. Was it? Yeah, it was fun. It was. And you know what would be more fun? <laughs> Is if you really like this show, if you could go on iTunes and rate and review us so that people can <laughs> find us. Or on Twitter, spread the word. We are at C Double Podcast on Twitter. And lastly, if we have not touched a subject matter that you really, really want us to do, why don't you send us an email at cdoublepodcast at gmail.com. You can also tweet at us, whatever you want to do. And uh, we would be happy to take some suggestions and maybe, you know, allow you guys to Guide. steer the boat a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, um, steer the spaceship, if you will. What do you got steer coming up this week, Stephanie? What do I have coming up this week? You know, this is the time for you to promote your things happening. <laughs> uh, let's see. This week I have uh, a hair dye to myself. Okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and? I will probably work on some C2E2 stuff with my friends. Great. Um, also working on some cool edits on my photos. I took a buttload of photos last weekend. Uh-huh. Buffy and Black Widow. And where can people find these photos? And Lost in Translation. If you want for more loss of translation, um, on my Instagram at Steph plus verb. That's great. <laughs> so I teamed up with my friend, Mike, who wants to do more cosplay photography stuff. And I was like, Hey, do you know how to like edit backgrounds? Cause I just took my Captain America poster off the wall and took a bunch of photos in front of that blank wall. Uh-huh. And he was just like, yeah. So he like edited a bunch of backgrounds into photos and stuff. So I posted a Buffy one to promote our Buffy episode last week. Very nice. Earlier this week. And where can people find Mike? Uh, at, I don't know, M. Winkler Photos, I think. But he didn't post any of them. I posted them. But maybe people would be him. interested in seeing his stuff. I think it's Oh, at, well, you tagged him so they I can find him it so there. I tagged him so they can yeah. find it there. there yeah. In my Buffy one. And I'll probably post a Black Widow one tomorrow that he did. Very good. And by the time you listen to this, it'll be like last week. But anyway. <laughs> yes. Because it's Thursday and this will come out on Tuesday. And blah, 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 blah. <laughs> the end. The end. So I guess until next time. I'm Stephanie Kretz. And I'm Bradford Barth. Thank you for listening. Bye.